0: And welcome back to the Euro Trips Football Podcast. I am your host, Andy Davis, and I'm, as ever, joined by our two regulars in Naeem and Ryan. How are you, boys?
1: Yeah. Yeah, getting there.
0: <laughs> and you, know, Yeah, not too bad.
2: Can't say the same about the weather, but we're in England, it's to be expected. But yeah, I can't complain. It's halfway through the week, nearly the weekend. So yeah, I'm all good.
0: I just can't get over how the weather's changed because literally about a week ago, it was sunny, you know, really, really was probably shorts and t-shirt weather, but, you know, it wasn't It wasn't cold at all and suddenly it just starts turning really cold and the next minute, today, it's just been such crap weather all day. It's um, been a bit grim, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Typical
2: weather, isn't it, really? At this time of the year, I guess. Well, I guess we're used to it now.
0: Yeah, and we can't really complain. We had the, you know, we had a nice... A few weeks in October, some sunshine, which was um, you know, not something any was expected. So that's that's always a good thing. Right. Today's episode is a bit different, and this one is going to cause a stir. So we've decided to go through uh, each of our own starting elevens with the most overrated players currently in the Premier League. Now I'm intrigued what the boys have got. I mean. A little spoiler, I've got one Liverpool, Liverpool player in this list. That should um, be intriguing to see which player comes up. But um, I'm looking forward to this one. We should get some some interesting picks. Uh, so are obviously going for the standard 11, which will be a 4-3-3 formation. And also going for a manager as well. Um, should be an interesting list um, as we go on. And yeah, should be some interesting picks. So start off with goalkeeper. Now I'll go first. Now it's the player that, He's technically still... I'm cheating a little bit. he's technically still a Premier League player, but he's going to be leaving at some point. I and mean, it's probably he hasn't yet. Hugo Lloris, he's technically still on the Tottenham team. um But, you know, if, this has been for years and years. You know, we are at some point as well doing our all-time Premier League over age 11. And he was almost my pick for that as well, but there's someone else I've picked instead. But for Hugo Lloris, I've never really... I think when he first came through, obviously he came through, he placed Brad Friedel. He was seen as his young goalkeeper... You saw him at Lyon, and I think for the first few years, it was good. No real complaints. But I think the way this guy's talked about as a goalkeeper, you know, I think being the captain of a French team obviously adds into that. People often put that in. But for me personally, especially the last, i say, four or five years, very, very error-prone. And I just never really seen, like, you know, you look at De Gea and look at Alisson, Edison. They have these, and Czech as well, they have these moments, these match-winning save, but I don't think I've ever really saw a true match-winning performance from Hugo Lloris, and the way he gets talked about was often as if he's one of the best in the world, so yeah, whilst he's still technically a player, I thought I'd get him in there because I almost put him into my all-time team. Um, Naeem, we'll go to you first, um, your goalkeeper pick. Yes,
2: so I've gone for a goalkeeper only has come in this season, to be fair, I think it's quite obvious. Obviously, came with a big reputation, a lot of fans, fans online. Obviously, did hype him up to the to the gods. But was this his the start to his career? Hasn't been that great. But I'm gonna go with Onana uh, for Manchester United. You know, obviously, replaced David de Gea, who surprisingly got obviously a clean sheet record last season. But you know, in certain games, making lots of errors. You now, obviously, they spent quite a bit of money on him, um, Onana, to come in come in with a like big reputation, done well at Inter and was highly sought after Ajax. But yeah, I think he think he I think not so much now he's overhyped, but obviously I'm basing my basing it off of obviously when he came in to the squad. And yes, he's I think he's made near enough a mistake in most games he's played. That's maybe maybe either led to a goal or he's just he does not looked up to it yet. So I don't know. I've gone for him couldn't really think of any other goalkeepers that are currently overrated at the moment that are playing. So, yeah, I've gone
0: for him. And Ryan, for your goalkeeper?
1: I think this is probably the hardest one I had to choose, to be honest, because I don't feel like there's, there's that many in the Premier League uh, that I would say are overrated. I did think about Onana, but then I think to myself, is he... He's not really rated at the moment Why? Many people, so I thought, well, it's not, you know, you can't call him overrated at the moment, I don't think. But I actually have gone with Jordan Pickford. Um, I've not seen many games where he's played that well, in my opinion. And he winds me up because he's always screaming and shouting, particularly at his defenders, when he doesn't realise he's playing the Neverton team. Like, they're not world-class defenders in front of him, let's be honest. You know, he needs to be a bit more realistic in his, in his actions. And I don't personally feel like he should be the England number one, although he's not really put a foot wrong for England, but, you know, I just don't feel like he's that great. He's not a great shot stopper. He's not got very good, you know, distribution either. So, you know, there's a reason why he's been at Everton so long and there's no, you know, real, really big teams that have come in for him, to be honest. So, yeah, I feel like he'd be the most overrated.
0: This pains me. I've got to try and defend him now because I actually think he, the last two years, has basically saved the club from the drop. I mean, there was the performance last year and the last day of the season where he made some really crucial saves. I believe there was mm-hmm. one in the ninth minute or something like that in the final day. And there was the game we watched on the plane where he made the penalty save, albeit straight at him. But there's made, I think there's the last two years, I remember the year before that as well, he made some really crucial saves. I think whilst... He's definitely a lot better for England than he is ever to Everton. And I think for most of the season, he can be quite dodgy. I think certainly the last couple of years, he has, when it matters, come up Trump to Everton. So never like to really defend that man, but I feel like I've got to put it in there. But Onana, um, what do you reckon, guys? Worst signing of the season so far in the Premier
1: League? Um, I think he'll get better.
0: Yeah,
2: but, he can't um, get any worse, can he, really? But...
1: No, but again, he's got he's got a bit of a shaky defence in front of him, which never helps. And like I say, he was, he was one of the best goalkeepers in Europe last summer. You don't just lose that overnight. Um, you know, so I think, he'll, I think he'll improve. I don't like giving these predictions. So, early, uh, and you know, we're only what, eight or nine games. We? So it's it's yep. hard. To, it's hard to say that maybe until like the halfway point of the season after Christmas, really. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, really. Mason Manor.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mason yeah, Mal- I'd say. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I can't, it's, it's, I can't think of many stand-up candidates. I mean, there's... Kai Havertz. What was that? <laughs> Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz, he's he's got to be out there. I mean, there's one player that I'm not going to... I can think of, I'm not going to mention his name because he is coming up to my team, uh, who, you know, who's been the, the, the biggest sport so far. But I think, yeah, like, there's been a few, but I think, Obviously, last season, the standout one was Cardison. But I, I, unless I've completely got it wrong, I can't think of many players that have really flopped massively so far, but it's probably a few I haven't realised. Um, now, right back. Ryan, back to you. Um, Who have you picked on the right-hand side of your defence?
1: Mm. This will be the one that probably causes the most controversy. It's not, it's, it's not Trent Alexander. Oh,
0: one. OK. Thank um, God. That, that's where I thought you were going.
1: No. <laughs> this one is one... That annoys me because he gets talked about like he's the best right back in, in the league, and I, I've i very rarely or ever seen him actually have a really good performance. Um, that is when he plays because at the moment he never plays, and it's Reese James. Oh, um, that,
0: that, is, that is that is that is mad. <laughs> I,
1: I looked at his stats, and in the last five years, he's only played more than 30 games in one season in the Premier League. Um, obviously, he's had his injuries, which, you know, sometimes, you know, can't be helped. But he's, he, from what I can see, like he had one good season at like 20, 2021-22. Apart from that, he's not really done that much else. His stats aren't like out of this world. And he gets spoken about, like he's the best right back in the league. And I wouldn't have him personally above one of our current right backs. So I just don't see the hype personally.
0: See, so yeah, I would have it, it, as long as he's fit, that's a big thing. But I think when he's fit, mm. I think he is best right back and he purely because he offers I think Carl Walker's in the shot a because he's good at both defending and going forward. I don't think Trent has He's obviously he has his one weakness going uh, defending, but I think Wam Bazaka going forward. But I think certainly when he's on his game, I think he is one of the best. But I've got a I'm glad you mentioned this because I actually got the inspiration from this episode from listening to a podcast, the Falsecast podcast, with um then off to Ben Foster, and um, they did a top 10 defenders of all time in the Premier League. And obviously, there was big names, and obviously the ones you'd expect. But they 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 they, they did it for midfielders before as well, where they had like a maybe and a honourable mention category of well players who just missed out. And tubes put Reese James in the maybe pile. Bear mind, he's had 90 appearances in the Premier League. Um so I think I think you're right in that sense because I think yeah, injuries have been a massive problem. But I, I do feel that when, when he is fit, but to put it to when he is fit, he is best right back in the league. But yeah, to put him in that maybe pile when you got people like Yap Stam in the maybe pile, yeah, people like you know uh, Martin Keown and honorable mentions and all these players that have been legends to the team. Yap Stam was one as well. Um to put him in the maybe pile was just I thought ridiculous, but um chelsea fans saying that it's not all too bad of a surprise um but yeah no i'm not i'm not against that um i can see your reasoning um now for you nine who's it right like back for you yeah so obviously my overhyped
2: for the defenders is obviously obviously mainly what they can do defending wise but yeah i've had to go for had to no. go for him man no. yeah i've had to no. yeah. <laughs> like don't get me wrong obviously Going forward, he's very great, but you know, being a right back, your main job is to defend, and that's something that I mean, he could get better at. But I don't know, maybe it's because he maybe because he didn't start off his career as a, as a right back. I think he was a midfielder, weren't he? So obviously, you can see he's not really got that defensive side, but I think sometimes he can be a bit overhyped. But I think that's mainly his attacking, attacking, um, attacking ability more than his defending. but... Yeah, I've had, I've had to go for him. I couldn't really think of any other overrated right-backs. Like, the other right-backs, I think they're rated at the level that they are. Um,
0: so, yeah, unfortunately, I've had to I've had to go for him. Sorry. Oh, this is, I mean, I can see what you mean because um, he is at times, I say at times, a lot of times questionable defensively. But I think, you know, I, it, there's that about the most assists from a defender in any season in Premier League history. He occupies two of the four, along with Robertson having the other two. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, as an attacking fullback, I don't think they know better in the world uh, as an attacking fullback What he gives, um, sort of assist-wise, and his history in Premier League of being, you know, an assist man.
1: That's why I didn't... That that was the only reason I didn't put him there as well, because I I understand, Iron's point, that he is poor defensively, but he makes up for that in what he can offer offensively and and from set pieces as well, more specifically, I think.
0: Yeah, I think he certainly, I mean, it's not a high bar, but he's had some terrible right backs, but he is by a long margin the best right back I've ever seen out of club. Um, probably are below a second, but it's um, you know, I I think I think people will appreciate more what he's done when he's retired. I, I think right now people probably focus too much on the defending. But it is frustrating, you know, when you, you try and support and then next game, you know, he you you just loses his man. So it is frustrating, but um, yeah. Um, But my right back is a guy that you probably aren't expecting. Uh, I've gone for a Bournemouth right back in Max Ahrens. Now, I hear, you, I hear you people listen to the podcast wondering, why is Max Ahrens in this as well? I'll tell you why. There's been a good stretch about four years where he's linked with so many big European clubs. I mean, Bayern Munich were linked a lot with him, Barcelona. Um, I think AC Milan as well, and I'm like, what has this guy done to ever, ever deserve being linked with these big clubs? I mean, Bayern Munich especially, you know, and uh, all these big clubs. I mean, what he's done? Nothing. He's been in two relegated Norwich sides, I want to say, and most like maybe even one more Bournemouth side this season. But a lot of times I see him linked in the in the in the, in the sort of rumour on paper and the paper with you know with this club and that club, and I've never really seen it. Um, and I just can't believe that every season he's linked with these big clubs. Even I think even this this season just got this summer just gone he was linked with a big club again, so you know, that for me has never really sat well with me. But um, but yeah, <laughs> no, c- certainly he um, obviously he's not bad like that. But I think the way he's talked about them, these links he's having to these big clubs, I don't think he's ever really warranted that.
1: No, I've, I've yeah, I understand what you mean because I I um, know a lot of Norwich fans as well, and obviously they always spoke very highly of him. But yeah, it's not hard to. Shine in that Norwich team, to be honest, at any stage of your career. But um, I think it was mainly due to his contracts and the fact that it was winding down every season. And I, sp- I think it was this summer he, he was going to leave on a free. I think he- I don't know if he did end up leaving on a free uh, when he went to Bournemouth or not. But I think that was the reason. Obviously, big clubs saw him as a as a young English right back decent potential and if they could get him for nothing on a low wage, I think that was why he was maybe viewed as a good option for some European big clubs. But yeah, I I understand why.
0: Um right, centre backs. We're gonna each take a turn to do two each rather than do one by one. Um so Naim to you first, who are your two centre backs?
2: Right, so I've gone for two centre backs that actually came in last season, I believe. Yeah, last season in the league. I think it's it's mainly their fans overhyping them more than, than being overhyped in general, but I've gone for two... I think they're both South American, actually. So, yeah, first one I've gone for is Lissandro Martinez. I think, obviously, when he came in, done very well, but I think the tail end of last season, especially that game against you guys, that 7-0, he, he, he got twisted and turned and, yeah, now he's injured. I think think Man United are kind of missing him to be fair because obviously it was him and Varane mainstays last season but I think Man United fans do kind of overhype him a little bit too much um, you know there's I think there's better centre-backs in the league than him but I've, that's that's one I could think of at the top of my head and then the second one I've gone for uh, I've gone for Christian Romero uh, this is mainly Tottenham fans I think they overhype him too much like when I've watched him he's He's one of those rash defenders, you know. He's always got like a yellow card in him, you know. Going as far as this season, he pretty much gave us both our goals in the North London derby. You know, he gave away the penalty, then obviously the deflected shot, and obviously that's not his fault. But he just can be a bit rash at times. And I think he's good, but I think he can be a bit overhyped at times. And yeah, I, I think I think them two would be good good centre back pairing, but. Yeah, I've got I've gone for those two as my overhyped centre
0: backs. Well, Romero is the first player in this episode to be a joint selection. I've also gone for Romero as one of my centre backs. I just think that, yeah, I think as you said exactly what you said, Naim, It's the way to time talk about was being someone calling. I might it might be messy. But someone him the best centre back in the world. I'm like, firstly, I'd, I'd rather Saliba than than um, Romero. Yeah. Just Premier centre backs alone. I just I just think, yeah, I think, I've got a feeling he made, did he make a mistake in the World Cup final? I'm not sure now, but, or some point in the World Cup. But I just think that, yeah, he's quite rash at times. Um, and the, my other side of back is the same thing, which is why I put him in as well. But, you know, I, I think at times he makes a mistake. People talk about as if he's like the second coming of 2019 Virgil van Dijk. It's just, it's just crazy. And I think that, I, I'm not saying that this is need to alert to all listeners. I'm not saying these players are, are bad players. I just think, I think Romero is just, I think he's good, but I just don't think he's at the level people are talking about him at. So um, he's my first one. And uh, my second centre-back is sticking with a North London theme. Now, I'm not sure how you boys are going to take this. Um, I've gone for Gabriel as my other centre-back. Um, now, now I think, you know, it's the same thing to Romero. He's, he can be quite rash. And a few, I've seen him a few games where he, yeah, he has been a bit rash in his games. And I, but again, I think it's down to, again, is how certain fans I've seen on Twitter go on about him as if he's, you know, one of the best centre-backs in the league, and I've not really seen that from him. Uh, Again, I think he's a good centre-back, but I just don't think he's quite, you know, at the level that maybe people think he is. Um, So, yeah, I've gone for Gabriel as my other centre-back, which leaves Ryan. Um, Is he going to have a Romero clean sweep, or who are the two centre-backs he's gone for?
1: No, surprisingly. I've not put him in. Um... Didn't actually really think about him, to be honest, until now, but uh, I mean. he's still not as bad as bad as the two I've put. I mean, I've, I've picked one of the same as uh, not him. That was Lissandra Martinez, because similar reasons as well. United fans, I mean, they hype up all their players anyway, ridiculously bad, but him, yeah. I'm just glad that we never had, got him because we were very close to getting him, and we got Zinchenko instead, which... You know, is godsend now, but he. I don't. I don't see the hype with him. You know, it's obviously it's not his fault that he's tiny, but as as, as a centre back, <laughs> he, he he just gets bullied so often, and he tries to make up for it by you know launching into tackles and whatnot, and it's just yeah, I've never seen the the hype around him whatsoever. So yeah, I don't I don't rate him at all. Uh, the other one, I don't actually know if people rate him or not, but every time I've seen him, he's been absolutely awful. Um, as Tyrone Mings, I just, I've never seen him have a good game. I don't know how he's a Premier League defender still. I really don't. Um, I'm still recovering from Andy putting Gabrielle in, to be honest, but.
2: Uh... <laughs> That's blasphemy, mate. That's blasphemy. <laughs> <Hey>, me. <mate.
0: laughs>
1: He's been unreal this season so far. I mean, I know, again, we're only a few games in, so I can accept that last season, you know, he made a couple of errors here and there. But, you know, alongside Saliba, he was, he's just been brilliant, especially in our last game against Man City. He was, he was brilliant in that game as well. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, well, um, I didn't actually watch that game. so Maybe I need to change my, my list, but, yeah. I did miss much in that game. No, I mean, it's... Um, I mean, I'm glad I actually didn't miss I missed the game because so I missed our terrible performance against Brighton. So, um, yeah, there, there was some positives about that. Um, left-back. Now, Ryan, back to you. Um, who's your left-back pick?
1: Again, this is not someone I don't believe is rated by anyone in the known universe. But, again, this was quite tricky, I thought, because there are a lot of good left-backs in the Premier League. Um... It's one of the hardest positions to play as well. But based on the fact that he does play for his team, um, technically he's an Arsenal player still, but I don't want to see him play for us again. Nuno Tavares.
2: you like for a minute. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, um,
1: but Tavares, I don't think I've ever seen him have one good game of football ever. You know, when you get subbed off at half-time against... Norton and Forest in the FA Cup in the way that he did back then, absolutely yeah. terrible player and yeah, Norton and Forest they can keep him.
0: Yeah, I think I think he was in my worst team of the year. But I remember against us, um, he had an absolute shocker. It was a four 0 Anfield, I want to say 4-0, four 0 four five 0 something like that. Year we tried to win the quadruple, he was terrible. And again, I've, I like yeah, I've never seen him have a good game. Um, didn't see the the Forest game, but. You know, whenever I saw him in the Premier League, he just looked looked awful. And I uh, yeah, it's it just it just crazy, you know, how he's still a Premier League defender. Um nine, over to you for your left back.
2: Yeah, so my one kind of like the same reasoning behind why I put Trent in there. Um he's he's good at what he does going forward, you know, sliding into midfield, but when I've seen him defending, he he can't defend. Um, I had to go for Zinchenko. I know he's (laughs) 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 gonna. I'm basing it off what they should be doing. Like, don't get me wrong; he slots into that midfield well. You know, he done it so well last season, but you can't be getting nutmegged by Trent last season. And when I see him defending, he he, he can't defend. He's been he's been not not been too bad this season, but I think I think our fans, some of our fans, not saying all of our fans, they do overhype him a bit too much, but. Yeah, I'm I'm just basing it off of what they should be doing as a left back. I know, obviously, in a modern game, you know, full backs are there to attack as well. But yeah, when I see him defending, it does put me on edge. But yeah, he's been a bit better this season. So yeah, I'm just basing it off overall. Um, his time at Arsenal, he's been a bit overhyped. So yeah, sorry, Zinchenko. You're in
0: there. To be fair, I did think about Zinchenko. Uh, he was one of my people I was thinking about. But I've gone for a guy of my left back who. Um is more victim of who he plays for. Um, I think that Whilst I think for if you if you had this guy in most teams outside the top six, you know, he'd be seen as a great player. And he certainly was a few years ago if he paid for Bournemouth. I've gone for Nathan Mackey as my left back. Now, when I'm seeing this guy captaining City in games, when I'm seeing him game game after game, I'm confused because I'm I don't think he's a bad player. I just think for Pep's system, I'm surprised he's there because I don't think he offers too much going forward. Yes, he he's a casual-headed goal, but I just, I, I, I just don't get how he still gets games. I mean, he's still a good, def- a good player, and I think he's a good defender. But I don't know. I just think that he is for that team definitely one of the weaklings links now, starting eleven. And I just don't, I'm just struggling to see how he gets so many games, to City, and how he's been made captain a couple of times uh, because I just don't um, personally. I don't personally see it. Um, but yeah, he's my left back now. Midfield. We're going to go for all our three at once. Um, so my middle three is basically a, th- a trend. Is with all my midfielders is the price tags, and that's the treat. That's the theme of my midfield. So my first player is a guy that almost joined us, or the first two actually are. The first one is Moises Caicedo. Um, for a guy that was, you know, valued, obviously went to Chelsea over 100 million. We tried getting him uh, all summer long, courted, and again, I'm apologies, Moises, because you-, you only had a few games in the Chelsea shirt, but for what they've paid for you and what you've put on the field so far. It's not great, if I'm honest with you. And Jay turned us down and all that, so I'm quite happy to put him in at some point. Um, second one is the guy that we almost got, instead of him, Shake De Corey. Now, if you're telling me he's worth £60 million and I'm worth £35 million, it's it's... <laughs> it's um, I mean, yeah, he's not bad, but he's not that worth he's not money they're asking for. And, I've, and also, I know it was probably inflated because they knew he wanted a midfielder. They knew we were desperate, but I just don't think I've seen anything really. I think he's been good. I don't think I've seen anything from him to make me think, oh, he's good enough for a top six, you know, European football side. I think he's good where he is, status level, keep him there. Um, and then my, my final midfielder is a guy that always went for six million million before a lot of allegations came out. Lucas Paquetta uh, is my, the attacking midfielder of the three. Um Again, sixty mil to my again. I, I actually, I mentioned this actually in a previous episode. I don't think what I've seen to make me think. And it might, I don't know if I'm watching a different game to everyone else, but I just don't see it. And I think that there's obviously a talent in there, but I've never seen it on a consistent basis. Him putting these performances, and to I don't think that is toward worthy of him joining City for sixty mil. Um, so yeah, that is my midfield three. Um, Nine, back to you. For your midfield three. So the first one is it's a player that I really don't know what his best
2: position really is. Um I don't know I don't know why this team spent so much money on him. You know, there was better midfielders out there. I think he was I think it was many at the other club he was at, he was more overhyped, but I don't really see I don't mean really, don't see his current club like fans overhyping him, but I've gone for Mason Mount. Um he's he's a workhorse, I'll give him that, but and I, I don't really see what the hype is about him, to be fair. Like, he's just, he's average, in my opinion. Second player I've gone for is another player from that team, uh, Bruno Fernandes. He's their captain. But all, all I ever really see this guy do is moaning at the refs, freaking uh, faking injury, trying to get fouls. But I don't really see, I don't, like I said, with Man United fans, they do overhype the players. And, yeah, I don't I don't really see what a big deal is is about him. And the last one, I've gone for a player that's been here for I think, I think his third season, I wanna say, third full season. Last season he was great and put in captain performances, but sometimes in these in big games away from home he does go a bit of, a bit missing. And I hope well hopefully he can he can do a bit better this season. He's obviously signed a new deal, but um yeah, his performances haven't been that great so Fortunately, Martin Odegaard, you're in there, mate.
0: Oh, what is what is this? <laughs> that is absolutely scandalous. He's been great so far this season, hasn't he? He's got
1: <laughs> <off> two goals. <laughs> i don't mind to fucking end the call now. <laughs> 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 fucking Lee Gunner's been in your ear, hasn't he? Nah, man. That. <laughs>
2: oh, when I see when I see 10 midfielders for Arsenal, like they good, he's a good player, but he. Like against Tottenham, I didn't really see him do much. City, it was more so the defence, that was better. And yeah, sometimes away from home, he does go, he can go a bit missing. Like Don't get me wrong, last season, he was great. Uh, I hope he can replicate that form this season, but yeah. Um, when you've seen players like Fabregas, Sandy Cazorla in your team, he's, he's got a lot to live up to. And yeah, he signed that new deal and he's, his performance has dropped a little bit. So, we'll see what he, see what he does for the rest of the season. I know it's only been eight games, you know, you can turn it around, but yeah, I think our fans do overhype him a bit too much, um, considering the amount of the, the great midfielders we've had before. I
0: mean, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying it's a bad player. He's also overhyped, in my opinion. Four goals in eight games in all competitions. I mean, that's um, pretty good, in my opinion.
2: That's just your opinion. No,
0: don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Actually, yeah. whilst we're here, actually, Fernandez, that's, that's even though I, I hate the guy with a big passion, that's <laughs> irked me more because I'm going to read out... All competitions each season: twenty-two games, twelve goals; fifty-eight games, twenty-eight goals; forty-six games, ten goals; fifty-nine games, fourteen goals; ten games, two goals. So sixty-six goals in one hundred and ninety-five games. Um, that's pretty good for midfield as well. Um, I, I, really good. And I, I I'm absolutely scandalous that you put him in. I I'm more scandals than Odegaard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: well, here's what uh, it is, man. But you know.
2: Like I said he can he can prove me wrong when he when we win the Premier League that's when he can prove me wrong
1: yeah, I see, but when I, I see him
0: lifting that up. we to dead, mate. to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think you guys actually should do it this year. Um, I, I think it's you know a wide open league league title race at the moment. You know, I think mm-hmm. there's three, three points separating first and fourth, so yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, it, it, it might it may even be a North London. Title race, which I've never seen before. I don't think it ever happened, my memory, or in 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 maybe maybe years and years ago, maybe in the eighties when they were the cup team. I don't know, but um, yeah, exciting times. Um, Right, Ryan, over to you for your midfield three.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Right, so Mason Mount is in there as well because similar reasons to a couple of the other players that were picked up like, in defence as well. Very, very, very rarely have I ever seen him have a good game. Don't really understand what he offers. Like, Chelsea fans spoke about him like he was literally the second coming of Christ. And I was always thinking, what what has he done? What does he offer? doesn't score that many goals. He's not a defensive midfielder by any stretch. He's an attacking midfielder. And yet... You know, I've just never seen it. Never seen it. Now he's at United. Again, he's been terrible so far for them. I mean, most of them in midfield has. But even still, I just, I don't get it. And for them to spend so much money on him when there was so many other options out there. Yeah, weird one. Um, the other one is Rodrigo Bensicu for Tottenham. Again, was a half-decent player. Uh, Juventus but there was a reason they got rid of him because he just wasn't that outstanding. And again, I think he was all right when he first came into Spurs on his loan spell. Him and Kulazeski were, were really good. But since then, I've just not been impressed with what he's done. And again, he's spoken about in the same breath as Romero or his Spurs fans as being fantastic, but he's just not. And then the last one is a player that's just gone downhill for the last couple of years, really, Yuri um, Telemans now pretty much out of favour at Aston Villa. Looks like he's going to leave there um, potentially after only joining this summer on a free. And at the end of the day, when you're available on a free transfer, all the clubs that needed a midfielder this summer, the likes of Liverpool and Arsenal and Man United, the fact that none of them went in for him says everything to me. He was really poor for Leicester the last couple of seasons and just offered nothing for Villa either, so.
0: Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, I'm so surprised by Dan, I thought that was one of the best times of the season, and to, going to Aston Villa, I thought he was going to be, you know, exactly what he needed, but it seems, it seems to be a hangover from last season with Tiamans, and, um, yeah, for a guy, you know, that's probably one of the best goals I've ever seen in the FA Cup final, just a few years ago, just a massive, massive fall from grace for him. Um, Right, we're going to head to a quick break. When you come back, we're going to go through our front three and our manager. See you guys in a bit. And we are back from our break. And now we're going to do our front three as well as manager. So, starting off with Right wing Ryan. Who's right wing for you?
1: Right wing. There, again, there's not that many um, options. I don't think for an under for an overrated right winger. Sorry, um, there's only one that stood out for me because he's been terrible since they signed him, and he offered nothing really at his former club either, apart from you Know doing a few step overs, really. Um, <laughs> Anthony, just Ooh. how can anyone justify what they paid for him again? Something that doesn't get talked about that often. Mm. The fact that paid so much money for him, you know, and he's done absolutely nothing. So that does annoy me a little bit, to be honest, because you know, price tags get thrown at like you know, Pepe, um, Darwin Nunes. Uh-huh few other players as well in there, um quite unfairly in my opinion. And you know, they just seem to let those ones kind of float away. But yeah, he's awful.
0: Yeah, and turns out not a very nice man either. Um Nine, for you, who is your right winger? I think he many players on the left or the right or down the middle, but you no,
2: know, when he broke through he was quite he was quite the player to be fair, but I don't know. I think I think his fans do overrate him a bit. Um, he's not well. The whole team's not been that great this season so far. So um, might that might be a contributing factor. But I think he is a little bit overrated. So I'm gonna go with Marcus Rashford. I think oh, he's bad. a decent. He's a decent. Nah, he's a decent player. But mm, I don't see it, man. I, didn't I don't know, think i nostalgic. That's what it is, man. Players these days is this. When you watch them play, they don't really. What they do is just run at defenders, really. But, yeah, I, I, I think he is a bit overrated, in my opinion. Um, does, good, does good stuff off-field, off so I can't knock him for that. But, yeah, I think his, their fans do overrate him a bit. Maybe because he's Mancunian born and bred,
0: all that rubbish. But, yeah, I think he's overrated, in my opinion. I'm intrigued. Did
2: this say overrated team or was it the Man you starting eleven with you, know? Yeah,
0: I do kind of hate them, to be fair. But, I don't know, I think Kind of hard to think of overrated
2: players. Like I know, I know if you go online, you can see players getting overrated, but I don't really, I don't really go on Twitter, so I can't, I, don't, I can't really okay. get the gist. But I don't know. It's, it's just a, 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 a
0: formality of my own two eyes, really. Um, and he's, yeah. he's having a bad year, but I, I still think he's a very good player. But um, but yeah, so my right winger, he can play also cam. He's sort of. I've gone for Emi Buendia uh, of Aston Villa of my right winger. I think that he had a lot of hype when he had that great year in the championship. Has never really produced it at Villa, apart from on the occasional basis. And I just think that, again, it goes down to what fans, how fans talk about him. And again, I just don't think he has done enough for me to warrant the amount of crazy gets from Villa fans. So, yeah, he is my right winger. And now heading on to striker. With, so back with you, name. Who is your striker up front?
2: Hey, this one was a bit, bit of a tricky one, but I've gone for... A player that's come in, he's barely scored in a goal. I don't think he even scored more than 10 Premier League goals um, since he's been there. He's one of those players that will have a good game maybe once every five, six games, but I don't really see what the hype is. Um, I've gone for Richarlison. And he kind of says a lot when the team's gone and bought Brendan Johnson, who's he's all right, but yeah, I think, I think it's mainly Everton fans that might, might have overrated him. But yeah, as a striker, doesn't, doesn't really offer much for a two-fair. I think he had more offside goals ruled out last season than he actually did score goals. So yeah, I think he's a bit overrated. Scored a good goal in the World Cup, though. I'll, I'll give him that. But yeah, he's just a player that you get a good game out of him every couple of games. And yeah, he's a bit overhyped, to be fair. And yeah, that back tattoo he has, that's just criminal as well.
0: Well, I've never in fact you even included him. I've not got him, but I'm very glad that you've, um, <laughs> someone's put him in. <laughs> we didn't I was, like that one. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, Right, so my striker is a guy that I love. It's a guy that I really want to do well. Um, And I could use audio from Pete Bok, but I'm not. I've gone for Darwin Nunes as my striker. Um, Now, there's a good player there. And I think that there's definitely a ceiling a lot higher than most of our strikers for him. But I just think that people go on about the runs he makes and he's... The fact he causes chaos off the bench and all this stuff, but let's put it frank—a bit like talking about the right backs need to defend. You need to try to score goals. I know Firmino, you know, didn't score many goals, but he still scored, I think, the most ever for Brazilian in the Premier League. But also, he did do a lot to help out the team. You know, especially with Sal- the with Salah and Mane. By just saying that down is, I just saying right now he needs about ten shots to score one goal. Um He misses a lot of chances a lot he missed a couple of open goals in recent weeks um I think against I believe it was against in Europa League he missed one and there's another game as well where he missed an open goal and you know he's he misses, he misses a lot of chances and the way again sadly our fan base talks about him you know everyone loves him and he's a very likable guy and I think everyone wants him to do well but I think frankly let's put it frank he's only scored I believe three two or three family goals this year uh only one in the your League and that was a penalty um, so I think it comes to a point where a bit like Timo Werner really, came to a point where you, you can't really keep going on about the runs he makes and all this, where really frankly he, he, he paid all that money for him, he's a striker, his job is to score goals and frankly he isn't doing that, but people talk about him, call him Captain Chaos and all that, I'm just, yeah, sadly not for me but I'm hoping he'll turn around, but right now give me Jota or Gagpo over any day of the week. Um, finally Ryan for you, for your striker
1: Hmm. I did actually have Charleston there when I first read it all out. And then I changed him not out of love for him or for Tottenham by any stretch of the imagination because he is an awful player. But I went with someone that I actually didn't mind that long ago and I actually wouldn't have minded him at Arsenal. But when you look at his stats, they are pretty abysmal for the reputation that he has. Um that is Calvert Lewin. Mm.
2: Uh, I was thinking about him as well, to be fair.
1: He was all right at one mm. stage, I remember. But then apart from that, I mean he had yeah, like one like standout season, I think was it was in like 2020, 21 season. Um yeah, yeah. Antelope, was it when Anteloy was there? I yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: they,
0: yeah. Were top, they were top I think they were top certainly in October, and they were in the top two or three on Christmas Day, I believe, as well.
1: Yeah, because I think, yeah, he got, yeah, I was looking at it now. He got 16 goals in 33 games. So, you know, that's a really good record. But yeah. from that point on, it's only gone one way. I know he's had his injuries and whatnot, but the last two years, he's only played 17 league games in both seasons. And he got five goals in one and two goals in 2022 23 last season. And yeah. he, he's matched that actually already this season with two goals in five games. But I don't know. I just, it might just be because Everton have been struggling as well. Um, so, obviously, he doesn't look that great. But I just don't see any any improvement there. I actually thought he was a little bit younger. I didn't realise he was actually 26. I thought he was probably like 22, 23. So, he's not really got that much time on his side either to, to get it going again.
0: Shame with because last season he had, um, I thought he was brilliant. And there was even a period... I think, towards the end of, I think, the second half of the season, the year before that as well, he was starting to do well. And again, that was the Ancelotti effect. Ancelotti came in and he made him look really good. And I think that injuries have, I think, ultimately failed him because even under Rafa Benitez, he scored, I think, in each of their first three games. Um, and yeah, but I think, you know, even last season, he came off the bench or the start against on the last day of the season against Bournemouth, I believe it was. And he he, he was a handful, but sadly, you know, he just keep, can't stay on the pitch. That's the biggest issue. I think he's had him fully healthy again. which I don't think he's ever recovered from injuries. Um, I think he would get a lot more goals, but I just think that it's that thing of that cycle of constantly getting injured, being back on the field, then being injured again. It just, it's a rhythm that he, can't, he probably can't find his rhythm. He can't get a sort of match fit groove going. I think that's ultimately what's caused these issues for him. But um, it may also just be that, and thought he just made him good, and he hasn't been good really since he left um but yeah, I'm not complaining because I don't want Evans to do well, but I think he's a very likable guy and, and I hope he can find some form somewhere, whether it's there or somewhere else could he is, I think he's a good player in there. I just think that the injuries have taken their toll on him um so left wing is a final position, um, and then I've gone for a guy that again, I really like as a person um, but I just don't think he does enough. Uh, only five goals last year no goals this year so if I just one assist I've gone for Jack Relish now I did think about Garnaccio um, and his stats weren't great and there's a song about him and all that but then a lot of his players are off the bench but for Jack Relish I mean the money they paid for him and I think that he I think he's great for the team he, he's a very good person for team chemistry and all that and you know, he's a great I think he's a great guy does lots of good stuff off the pitch but let's be frank on the pitch he doesn't do enough He's a good dribbler, he's got gas I'll give him that, he's good at dribbling, but the goals and assists return just isn't there. Um and he has these moments now and again, but it's just not on a consistent basis. And if you're playing for a team like City where you need to be on your game at all times, I just I'm just unsure how he's still getting games, if I'm honest, uh for both for both club and country. I don't think he's really wanted that price tag at all. I think he probably gets away with it because he's you know Jack the lad, he's quite likable, he's British. I think he gets away with it a little bit. I think if he was a foreign lad, um, if he came from Brazil, came from Italy, and he was performing numbers wise, how he's performing the city, I think, you know, it wouldn't be. I think if you talk about a lot more in a bad ways, So I think that helps him a little bit. But yeah, Jack Grealish for me is my left wing. And, and um, yeah, that is my start to the level complete. Um, I'm, I'm also a manager now. Um, Vincent Company is my manager. Now, I did think about Arteta because of the amount of times he's bottled things, top four, all title, but you can't deny the progress he's made and taken or two, so I can't put him in there. I thought about Eddie Howe, but I thought, no, he's done a good job as well. Uh, there wasn't really many others. I mean, Penn Hags won a trophy, um, you know, got to two finals last year. I mean, there's other ones as well. Uh, but yeah, for me, I thought the stand-up one was in the company. You know, I didn't, I, I mean, I watch it more than foreign, uh, most European leagues, but I didn't watch enough of Burnley last year, but all I was getting told about all season last season was this is the best team to ever come out of the chapter. They play such great football. Vincent Kompany is going to be the guy. He's going to be a great manager. Next, the ex Pep Guardiola throne, which looks more like he had to be Robert De but they've been awful. They've been simply awful this year. Now, it's his first time doing Premier League football now, and given that sort of defence, and I, I do feel like with time he might do well, but let's put it Frank. Burnley have been one of the worst teams this year, and they haven't looked anywhere near the team that We were expecting coming out of the family, coming out of the championship. Now, I had them as the best forming promoted team. I think a lot of people had that happening. People, some were even saying top 10 finish. I think even I might have had them in ninth place or maybe 11th. But you know, people had a lot of high expectations for Bernie, all we, talk, all we heard about the off season was all about how good Bernie were in the company. And frankly, I've not seen anything good, I've not seen a single game where they played well, even in the Leeton game, their only game they won this season. They weren't great he a great goal, but they weren't great. So, for me, Pits Company has to be my manager. Um, Ryan, for you, who's your left winger and your
1: manager? Same left winger as you in Grealish, because, again, his stats are pretty poor. I mean, he, he had a good season last year, but it's hard not really, you know, to have a good season when his team won the treble last year. Let's be real. Um, But to even only still get single figures in both goals and assists isn't really outstanding. And the season before that, he weren't much better either. He's only got one Champions League goal in twenty-one appearances. He's got no goals in uh, the EFL Cup either. So I don't see where the hype is. You know, he, you know, he he tracks back, you know, a little bit, and you know, is. good defensively sometimes but he doesn't offer it anywhere near enough going forward in my opinion and I don't think he's justified how much City have paid for him and I can understand why he's not getting as much game time at the moment um so I couldn't think of really any any other better options there um my my manager is Eric Hag. I don't <laughs> rate him. I never have done. He done okay at Ajax because he's he's good at working with young players and Ajax had a really, really good team when he was there. Obviously you've seen all those players leave now. Um but that was one of the best Ajax teams that they've arguably ever had. But when you look at number one, the money that he spent already at United and the fact that they don't look any better than what they did a couple of years ago, that is quite telling Obviously, he was one of the main contributors to bringing Anthony there for how much it was. You know, that's not worked out, and I just don't think he's. he's he, I don't think he's that good. You know, I don't think he makes the right substitutions in certain games as well. Uh, obviously, he's not really handled some situations that well. Obviously, the one that's ongoing with Jaden Sancho as well. So I don't know. I just I don't think. Is that good person. I think he you know, could get a much better manager, but I'm happy for him to stay there if it means they continue to underperform.
0: <laughs> now, i got to think 9 going to have to say pick as manager because he's been, um, as well as Ryan, very critical of Ten Hag in recent weeks and um, you said about how you feel, you might even get sacked towards the end of the year, but I, you know, I sort of think getting two finals in your first season at the club, um, I think it's quite, quite an achievement. I know they lost in the final, but, you know, they still won a trophy and they got to two finals and I think that's something that, should be, should help him. I think that should, for his sake, um, it might help him avoid the sack this year alone. But if they carry on playing badly the way they are, then they may have no option. Um, but finally, to you, nine, um, your left wing and your manager. So, left wing, the player that came in for a lot of money, and I think he's
2: things he's not been that great, you know. The league he came from, I don't think anyone really watches it, really, to be fair. I'm not being disrespectful, but. Yeah, I think he finally scored his first goal this season a couple of weeks back. But yeah, I think he was overhyped when he came in. Now he just kind of just gets ripped, ripped to shreds really online. To be fair, but I went for Mudrick. The Amount of money that they Chelsea spent on him. I'm kind of glad that we didn't get him in the end. You know, we got a better player in Trossard. and yeah, he's he's been great for us. Um, but yeah, I just I don't really. He, he's good. Maybe well, he's, he's fast. That's about it really. Um, he might have come good, but saying that Chelsea got too many players that need to come good. So I think, I don't know, maybe he, he might even get loaned out um, eventually, maybe, because I don't know. I don't think he's really suited to the, the Premier League. And yeah, that's why I've gone for him as my left winger. I can see can see both your points on Grealish, though. Um, and obviously players don't set their price tag, but you know, I think he was, I think he was a better player for Villa, really. Um, I guess they say was a Big fish in a small pond, but now he's at Man City. Amount of money they spend on him, obviously, this most expensive player. Yeah, he's, he's he's done he's done all right, but yeah, he's not justified that price tag. I don't think, can't think of anyone really that's uh, gone in for hundred million pound or more that has justified the price tag yet. Um, it's early days yet, yeah, but we'll see. But yeah, I've gone for him. Uh, manager, it was a toss up between Ten Hag and this other bloke, but. Yeah, we'll see we'll see what he does this season. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Arteta, you're in there, mate. <laughs> he's done he's done he's done all right last season. We didn't get over the line. But yeah, I think he I think if he if he didn't work under Pep, then this guy would have been potted ages ago. But I can he's he's had he's had a couple of years at Arsenal, you know, he didn't start off well. He's got his own players now, and I guess we are in a better position now, but but Yeah, I've I've got to go for him. Um, Yeah, if he was at any other top team, he would have been potted by now. I know Andy wouldn't take him. Man City, they will. He he wouldn't be there anyway. To be fair, they're they're number one. But yeah, I've gone for him. He might prove me wrong this season. But yeah, he got one FA Cup in a bag. But you know that was that's quite a while ago now. Um, And yeah, we bottled like we said, we bottled it last season. But yeah, this season it might be different. But yeah, he's he's still not convinced me yet. Till he wins that, till he wins the big ones, yeah, he, he'll just be a good manager in my opinion. He, he's not he's not elite yet, so yeah, I've gone for him. Unfortunately,
0: I think you've forgotten Ryan, not Ryan. I um, where you guys were just a few years ago in your last years in the Benga and in the Emery. The, <laughs> the guy he's got you top four and, and obviously you should have won the league but you, you still were in title race in the face of two years after that so do you think that maybe you have done well I know I know Ryan I want to get your thoughts on this as well because I know you've got a way different opinion on Teta than nine but do you think that that's still you know the fact that you have still managed to get Champions Football once again and you may well do it again this year in your you know your second in the league at the moment so you're doing well in that sense does that change your mind at all, or it's still progress? It's still progress. I know you have one big one, but you know it's yeah have one win recently. So I think to be involved in title races is something you've not done in years.
2: Yeah, obviously, you know I ain't been involved in the title race. I say since I think with the year one Leicester won it, I'd say.
1: And I know he's obviously
2: coming in as a new manager and everything, but you know for a top team like Arsenal. You know, you need you need to you need to start winning things now. So I don't know how long I, I I think there was talk of him even leaving at the end of last season, but you know, he's got us in a good position now. I just, he just needs to get us over the line. Once he does that, then yeah, I'll eat my words. But until he does that, then yeah. He's just like I said, he's just a good manager. But yeah. That's just my opinion. You know, that's just my opinion.
0: Ryan, your thoughts.
1: Oh, I don't know. That nearly gave me a brain aneurysm, to be honest. Um, that was worse than Odegaard. Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's not as bad as that. But, um... <laughs> oh,
1: he, I mean, he's already, you can't argue, again, he's he's won a trophy, an FA Cup, you know, a, in my opinion, a, a prestigious competition to win. Um, every team wants to win it. He'd done that straight away with a pretty poor team as well. Let's be real. One of his team. And he did that. And he's only improved every single season. Oh, you get this. Oh, we, you know, bottled it in the top four, bottled it in the title race. You know, both of those seasons, no one had us to finish in the top four anyway. No one certainly had us to challenge City for the title. And yet we still did both. We didn't get over the line both occasions. Fair enough. But um, (sighs) I'm... to keep improving us the way that he has. There's only two people at that club responsible currently for the improvement that we've made, and that's him and Edu, because at the end of the day, they got rid of practically a whole squad of Deadwood players, either at the end of their careers or nowhere near good enough, in a very short amount of time. And you look at the squad we have now, when was the last time... We we could say that we've got arguably the best defender in the league, one of the best midfielders in the league. Um, you know, it was, it was many many years ago, and they're responsible for that, and particularly Arteta because he's managed to convince these players to come in, like Declan Rice, who would have who would have fought a year or two ago, he'd be at Arsenal, nobody, and yet True. he managed to convince him to come to us over going to Manchester City, and I just I, that's. that's Astonish me that has. <laughs> <laughs> they even was he proved me wrong. Fair
2: play. I'm not saying he's a bad manager, I think he's a bit overhyped, you know.
1: I don't I don't know who who else, maybe apart from Pep or Klopp, that they would get in, who would do a better job anyway. Like they had, they had Unai Emery, um, who I mean he couldn't even get us top four. Um, never mind actually finishing in the top four and challenging for silverware you know he got us through Europa League final which you know we got pants pulled down by an average Chelsea team and I just (laughs) I don't know what to say I don't know what to say.
0: To be fair I did almost pick him I did think he bought the league because expectations did change you know no one thought he'd be when your eight points clear you're gonna not win the league but I do think at the same time you gotta you gotta admire the way he has there's been progress every year, so you know I'm, I'm, I'm I asked I you why I didn't pick him for that reason because he has made progress even though you know he did bottle the league. It's still progress, and so, and I think this season as well they could they could even go one step further. I do believe that. Um,
1: yeah, no, I don't believe he he. I know he's a manager, but he didn't bottle the league. Obviously, players. we, we, we didn't players, we didn't get over the line, and
2: down to the players.
1: Yeah, and I felt that obviously injuries impacted that a little bit as well. We still didn't do it. It's very young side. I never, I never even expected us to get to that point. So the fact that we even got there was an unreal achievement. And he was like up for one of the, you know, up for the running for manager of the year last year. So how how it can be seen as overrated when this is his first job as well? That is a criminal offence.
0: <laughs> I mean. Players, yes, you still we still your manager. Your job is still to, to manage the players and still you know get them playing a certain way and change tactics and make substitutions. I know you guys many times have said oh we made the wrong substitution or something like that. So
1: you exceeded expect pre-season expectations every year. then they were think, yeah,
2: sorry. Girl. I think like last well, the start of last season it was just top four, and obviously we went on a crazy run, and obviously the expectations changed, but I think I think as well, the January transfer winner kind of hindered us a bit, you know. Your Kivior in there, he's, he's, well, he's yet to be proven yet. Jorginho, he kind of passed his best. I, 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 still don't understand why we keep going back to Chelsea for players, but obviously, Trossard was a good one. But um, well, yeah, I think in January, if if I think we, we'll, I think we'll be up there um, by by um, by January. And if, you know, I think. I think they do need to get a striker in. I know there's talk of Ivan Tony, but I don't know if they will go in for him with everything that's surrounding him. But yeah, I think the defense, he's got that, that spot on. Midfield, I still think Party, um, Odegaard, and Rice is our strongest one. We might obviously start to see that soon, but.
1: Yeah, have we have. We've not seen that really this season at any stage. Our best. That's midfield the thing, yeah, and we've not seen our best front it's three hard. in Hayes's Martinelli and Saka either. So City's yeah. injuries get talked about a lot of the fact that they've missed Rodri and, and De Bruyne. and obviously Rodri weren't even injured. He was sent off for his own, you know, shoot. Yeah, that was his own fault. Yeah. Oh, know, that
0: was not a red card. Give White we had an absolute meal of that. I'll give Rodri some defence. That was, I think... Don't him, man. He's a ah. That guy should have been sent off so many times in the past, man. I know, man, it's I know. True, but I didn't, yeah. didn't make it right. But I definitely think Gibbs White is maybe the biggest balance in the Premier League, besides maybe with Carlson he just seems like an absolute toss. I'm not gonna lie. Gibbs, I've seen a few things. where way he talked to fans in the shootout, I think last season, might be Wolves fans, his whole team. But yeah, Gibbs White does a lot. He does a lot of things that just he just it, basically he's. Like a bit of shithouse, I think. He might have be been like Neil Mulpai a little bit in terms of just yeah. loves to wind up people. I'm not his biggest fan, but I think he went yeah. down way too easily in that, in that game.
2: Not I think, game, but I think obviously with City, you know, they've lost quite a few key players. I know, the, I know the Bruin is um, obviously going to come back soon, so he. I think he he might make the difference. So, as long as as long as long we're still a good couple of points in front of it, them, then I think these players have learned because we like, um, we pretty much got the same off the same squad as last season, barring Declan Rice in there, I think Timber would have probably been a starter as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. If 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 obviously, I don't know. I think he might be back. Maybe in the new year. I think. I think he might be ahead of schedule. So, yeah, he as long was, as we're still up. Yeah, Gone.
1: He was. He was a star when he started in the Community Shield, and he started the yeah. first first league game of the season, and he looked, albeit only two games, he looked fantastic in both of those games. You know, and we spent obviously thirty, forty million on him as well. So another one we've not that we've not had. Um, I don't, I don't think it. We need it. Relies on them having De Bruyne back or not? Because at the end of the day, they can't eclipse what they have done last season. Now, and no. people, people have said that as well, haven't they? There, that are they going to have that same motivation to, to to do the same thing again this season? No, nope. it's. It's not possible. And they've not improved their squad from the players that they've lost. So they're not going to be better. I don't see them going on a on a crazy 10-15 game winning run, like what people are predicting that they'll do again. Because, again, they've not improved. And the other teams in the Premier League have improved as well. So I don't even think it will just be Arsenal up there. I think Liverpool will be up there and probably yeah, yeah, top yeah. as well.
2: Yeah, because Tottenham only got, what, one game a week until January, until the FA Cup comes in, so... Exactly. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, like, when you're in the troubles, I, I don't know, as a player, like, like, will you still be as hungry to, you know, go out and then do the same no, thing? Or a bit, of, a bit of complacency might come in. So, I think Grealish you're seeing
1: that now. Said, when they was on international duty, Grealish, Grealish, Grealish was asked a question, and he said, he, said, he basically said no, and... Every, everybody knows that and that's the problem obviously on the back of such a mammoth success. Mm. What, what can you then do apart from the quadruple, which we now know they can't do? Um isn't, there's not much more that they can really really offer. And I don't know, even Haaland hasn't looked him, himself. You know, he's been pretty important yeah. the last three or four games, you know.
2: Yeah, he has to be, nothing, to be fair. He's an incredible
1: well. player, but when you got, you know, zero point zero zero XG you know, obviously he offers goals, but he offers nothing else from that. Nope. Um, so, you know, again, few little decisions here or there could um, impact them quite quite heavily. I don't even. I think they got a quite tough running as well. Uh, next few fixtures, or that might be a different team. I'm thinking of. Yeah, I be think Chelsea. it might be right. I think they they all, got. I know they got
2: United. I know they got United next week and uh, Old Trafford. I want to say. Let me have a look
1: quick. That's never an easy game because they all United turn up. You
0: got Brighton, okay. um, yeah. You got Man City, I mean. Bournemouth, Chelsea, Chelsea as well. Liverpool. Oh. This is all
2: before Christmas as well. You've got to play yeah. Tottenham. Okay. Yeah, they've got <laughs> yeah, they've got a hard run. And you know if you know if Rodri gets sent off again, then yeah, um, what's his face? Kovacic isn't isn't a great replacement, really, is he? So, I, I think I think they will drop more points anyway.
1: They've been yeah. lucky as well with Harland because his injury record was really poor at Dortmund and yet City, he's not really been out injured at any point so again a couple of key injuries to one or two players in that team disrupts it quite heavily as they've already seen with with De Bruyne and Rodri not being in there. I mean who, who have they had in midfield and they had, I think they had Bernardo Silva playing CDM against us. Yeah. That's they all over the place and <laughs> there's a problem with Pep sometimes. He he tinkers a bit too much.
2: Yep.
1: Arteta has got that little problem as well. He, 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 he'll, he'll put players in certain places. Like at the start of the season when we were playing basically with two defenders and it looked all wrong. And then he, he reverted back to what he knew and then they've started winning again. So that's, that's, what it, that's
0: it. Right. That is the perfect way to end the podcast. For today. Before we go, we're going to recap all our three teams. So um, my all, my current Premier League with overage eleven managed by Vincent Company is Luis Ingold, a back four of Max Aaron, Aaron's Christian Romero Gabriel and Nathan Ake. Midfield three of Jake De Moises Saicedo Lucas Paquetta, with Lucas Paqueta with a front three of Emmy Buendia, Darwin Nunes and Jack Grealish. Whereas nineteen team, managed by Mikko Arteta, uh, is, has Andrea Inanna in goal, a back four of Trent, Alexander-Arnold, Christian Romero, Lissandra Martinez, Oleksandr Sinchenko, Martin Odegaard, Mason Mount, Bruno Fernandes, Adam Midfield three, and uh, um, a front three of Marcus Vashford, McCarlison and Mikhailo Mudric. And finally, for Ryan... Managed by Aaron Harg, his team is Jordan Pickford in goal, a back four of Rhys James, Tyrone Mings, Lissandro Martinez and Nuno Tavares. Midfield three of Rodrigo Pentacol, Mason Mount and Yuri Thielmans with a front three of Anthony, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Jack Grealish. Now, there's four players that made it to multiple teams, Christian Romero, Lissandro Martinez, Mason Mount and Jack Grealish. So that is the end of our episode. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, hoping you more of these kind of episodes in the future. Most 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 likely next international break and stuff like that. So I look forward to bringing you more content like this. Let us know, DMs on Twitter, whether you like this episode and whether you think this change we can make or what thing we could add and stuff like that. And we look to hopefully bring you more like this in the future. And for those who like our YouTube channel, plenty more content coming as trips go stateside once again the next week, hoping, provided August plan, to bring you a video where I do two games in the same day. That should be quite a a day. But in the meantime, this has been a Euro Trips football podcast. I've been Andy, this has been Naeem and Ryan, and we will see you guys next time.